Welcome to Gazette Question Time. My name is Bupesh Jain, and today we are talking to James Bailey as Waitrose is on the cusp of launching its value campaign. Hi James, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're going to get straight into it, there's okay. a lot to talk about. Yeah, sure. So, the value campaign. Why is Waitrose investing in cutting prices? Well, I mean, it's no mystery to everyone there's a cost of living crisis at the moment, inflation double digit, and that's been going on for a, a while. And Waitrose has a very clear brand proposition, quality, service and ethics, and we'll always stand for those things first of all. But we also can't ignore the reality of our customers' situations. And I know that it's a cliche to say that our customers are well off and don't feel these things. That's just not true. So even people who are slightly better off are feeling the crunch at the moment. No one can avoid energy or fuel or food costs. So, um, and all the customer research we've done says it's really important that our customers think our pricing is fair. So this is an enormous price investment, a price campaign, a value campaign aimed at our existing loyal customers. Um, and just to give them the message that says we are always about quality, we're always about service, we're always about ethics. Uh, but you can trust us that we're charging you the right price and we're on your side uh, if you're feeling the pinch. Is now really the right time to cut prices? There's never a bad time to cut prices if you can afford it. Um, I think you choose where you invest, quality sometimes, sometimes price, sometimes other things. Uh, but now, like I say, in the middle of the kind of crunch that customers are feeling, I would say there's no, there's no other or better time to invest in price if we can and we can. Um, manage that message well. So it's got to be value for values. It's not just about becoming cheaper. Uh, it's becoming better value for the brilliant proposition we've already got. But no, there's never a bad time to give your customers better value for money. What does that mean for our margin? So price investment, how much price investment costs out loud isn't always how much it costs to the business. But it is, a, it is a cost to the business. We've budgeted for that. Um, and we've known this has been something we'd wanted to do for quite a while. So we've been planning for it for quite a while as well. There's no question that it comes at a cost. You can't cut prices, real prices for customers without that having an effect. Um, but on the flip side, we've also got a really clear program of improving our profitability through the same year and for the following years. Things we've already talked about like cost of goods, improvements, simpler shops, lean, simple, fast. You know, we make those savings so we can invest in the partnership, but also on behalf of customers. And this is one of the times we can afford to do that. And we'll look for more times we can do that as well. In this campaign, in this price cutting value campaign, what products can we expect to see included and how were they selected? <laughs> so lots is the first answer, lots of products. So more than 300 prices will come down as a result of this and they'll stay down in the medium long term. Um, the, the people who choose what those prices are are the commercial team, so they look at customer insight, they look at volumes, um, and we listen to customer feedback. So, you know, where, where do customers most often say they're worried about price? What are the categories, what are the products that, that most define for people what good price means in a supermarket? Um, and so in this campaign, for example, it's incredibly important to us that we have a high quality but high volume produce department, so you'll see quite a lot of cuts in essentials products and essentials produce especially, because those are heavily purchased, they're really important to customers, they're some of the first prices customers see, and we are famous for our fresh offer, so it's got to be competitive. But you'll also see cuts in lots of other areas of the business as well. Can you explain why we're focusing on own brand? Well, for a start, branded pricing relationships are much more about the owner of that brand and the price in the market, and there's a lot more promotional activity, and those tend to be collaborative but challenging conversations. 
own brand is much more about the relationship with our suppliers, but it's also where we would choose to invest. So, you know, if we wanted to reduce the price of branded products, I'd expect to have that conversation with Unilever, with Mondelez, with Coke, with anyone. Um, but our prices are our domain. And again, if we want to position ourselves, quality service ethics, those those attributes most come through in our own brand range. So we're never going to differentiate on Weetabix or Coke. Everyone sells those. We are going to differentiate on our essentials, beef mints or our apples or anything else that we sell own brand. So the focus of our money has to go on our own brand. Um, but also those are usually some of the highest volume lines and the lines that people most often um, used to make a judgment about how expensive or not we are. So there's several reasons, but it would always be a place you'd go first. You mentioned some brands, yep. Weetabix, et cetera. Yep. And we know customers can be very brand loyal. Yeah. Are those conversations being had with the, with the big brands? Yeah, so you can only ever have cost conversations with suppliers. You can never talk about retail prices because that gets anti-competitive. And we're just coming through a cycle, as everyone knows, of major cost of goods increases because the cost of lots of the raw materials, of energy, of transport, shipping, of, of uh, labour have all gone up everywhere. So on the one hand, we will always have a collaborative but challenging conversation with branded suppliers. Um, and if we begin to see input prices come back down, that's when you turn that conversation around and you start talking collaboratively about how to drive volume, how to give that value back to the customer. You know, it's been exceptionally hard work for the commercial teams. They've done an incredible job for the business in the last year to manage all of this cost um, challenge coming through. It will be, it's easily forgotten, but it's equally as challenging when the prices are coming back down again because you have to have conversation, proactive conversations with those branded suppliers. But that's, you know, the, the team are geared for that. Do you think cutting prices will give customers a new reason to shop with Waitrose? So this, this round of price cuts, this value message we're, we're putting across is about making sure that our current loyal customers have, have as much confidence as they can do that they're getting the right offer for the right price with us. So for, the first objective is about keeping and retaining our existing loyal customers so that if they have that second thought and think, can I afford this, should I go and buy this in Tesco's or Lidl's even sometimes, that we give them the encouragement they don't need to. So first things first, it's about retaining our existing loyal customers and being strong with them and reassuring. Um, but we are going what we would call above the line. So into newspapers, we'll be maybe possibly on TV. We'll certainly be communicating on social media and things like that. And so there may be customers out there who, you know, we've been thinking 50-50, could I afford to shop in Waitrose? It's not my normal shop, but it's my nearest shop. Um, and so if there are a small group of customers who we get to reappraise on the basis of this, that's great. But like I say, the first objective is to make sure our current customers get what they need for great value. So the ONS uh, came out with some figures. They, they talked about food inflation in the 12 months to November 2022 being about 16.5%, which is a lot. It is. Do you feel that we're cutting prices enough considering the cost of living crisis? Well, I mean, so there's, a, there's all sorts to that question. Ideally, you wouldn't low or no inflation because you know customers are uh, customer volume is very important to the way the business works and you want as many customers as you want taking an easy choice lots of choices about where they might buy their food because if it was uh, if there were no other reasons lots of people would choose to come and shop at Waitrose because we have as I said you know brilliant service brilliant partners and the high quality and ethically sourced food and those things are very important to a big group of people who do shop with us but also a big group group of people who don't shop with us at the moment but we have the economics of the business to, to you know to manage as well 
and the inflation we've seen has come from increased costs from the supply base, almost all of which are inevitably uh, you know, very real, very believable. There's significant cost pressure out there across all different industries. So we have to you know, collaborate and be constructive with our supply base, but we have to also accept reality and say sometimes we do have to put our prices up and that's what you've seen in the market. So we're never going to be able to unwind all of that using the Waitrose P&L, but we do have to chase that price back down if those commodity prices, those energy input costs, come back down the other way. So, and that's when you might be able to see some of this, um, the bigger cost of living challenge unwind. But that could be, you know, that, that process could take a while and some of the costs we're seeing might be structural and they might stay for good. So labour costs, for example, um, you know, wages should only ever go one way and that's up. And once they've gone up, they continuously, you know, they, they, they stay in the cost base. So some of it is might unwind and some of it is here to stay. And just to go back to a question about reducing prices, what can customers, partners expect on the price front? Are, are, we, are we saying to our customers, you will see prices of some products return to a pre-crisis level? Or are we saying it's yeah. a percentage of today's price? Uh, so it's a, so it, there's a big range of, of different moves out there. So as I said, there's more than 300. Some of those products are nearly halved in price and will stay that way. Some of them are more 10, 15%. Um, so if you look on that kind of spectrum, you're talking about prices going back to the way we were, to, to the way they were or better than before any of the inflation we're seeing now. With this value campaign, there's an inevitable question of, is Waitrose going to be lowering its standards uh, to make the investment possible? I mean, we're talking about, you know, kind of quality, animal welfare. What yep. do you say to that? Um, unequivocally, no. The only way this business survives is if we are stronger than ever on the things that make us different. And one of those things is always food quality. And, you know, through COVID and through when the um, government were talking about changing the way we export and import food and lowering food standards, we were right out on the front foot for, the very, for this very reason, which is that our customers expect the highest standards from us. And if we, as soon as we deviate from that and try and balance that off with other things we're doing, we will lose the audience. So there is absolutely no change to any product specification as a result of this. This is us investing our own money to make our customers' lives a bit easier. The quality is still the best in the market. And was that very much the first statement when, when this was being developed that yep. nothing gets uh, compromised on? Correct. Exactly that. Um, and, and when we communicate, we will talk, first of all, about the ongoing quality of the products we've got, our, our desire to invest more in quality, to bring more and more brilliant products to customers, to improve the welfare outcomes, the sustainability, and all the things we will invest in, in the long term. But at the same time, we will reduce the price of that to make it easier for our customers. Those two are never a compromise. By the time partners watch, the, watch this interview, that they will have seen um, some of these products either being advertised or on the shelf with, yep. with, the, with the price reductions. I imagine there'll be some products in there that are, how do I put it, quite Waitrose. But esoteric. Yeah. Are you prepared for the eye rolling from kind of the, the wider customer customers out there? Uh, perhaps they, they may think that some products that are reduced in price aren't essential or you know, everyday products. Well, look, Waitrose, one of the things we're known for is selling lots of different products, right? We're out there for our customers. And one of the things they, they love about Waitrose is coming to the shelf and seeing products they've not seen before and being inspired or, or you know, seeing something that they might try with a different taste or a different cuisine or anything like that. That's really important to us. Um, and 
you know, if we reduce prices on those things and people buy a lot of it, that's still a good thing. So, I mean, I'm sure someone somewhere is going to do a, a job and say, oh, look, they've reduced the price of, of uh, mandarins or something else that no one else really relates to particularly. I'll point them straight back to the baked beans, the apples, the bananas, you know, everything that we've reduced the price on that everyone buys a lot of all the time. So it's not Waitrose if we're not different and if we're not unique and we don't sell brilliant products that other people don't. But the core of this price investment is all about the stuff that people buy the most of. So you're prepared for the memes? Oh, they're, they're, <laughs> I, mean, I know there's going to be memes. It's going to be something, you know, they're going to pick a favourite product off there. I looked actually down the list and I was like, I bet that one comes back. I bet that one comes back. But I also look down that list and look at things like blueberries, bananas, apples, potatoes, tomatoes, baked beans. I look at all of that list and I say, that's what everyone buys. And that's, mm. much, that's, the, that's the important part. How do you think the value campaign will improve Waitrose's performance? You can't improve your performance with one thing or another. It's got to be a collection of things you do consistently for customers. I think this will be a really good start to a consistent approach to, as often as we can, giving customers value back. But also that's value in terms of quality, in terms of service and the other things that are really important to us. This message will be about price and value. Um, but when you, when you lower the price of things, you normally sell a bit more of them. And so we will expect and we will see a volume change on these lines, and that's a good thing. And it's going to then be part of a process where you build all those going forwards. What can we expect from the value campaign? Well, we're going to be um, confident and clear with our customers about what we're investing in, why we're investing. And as I said, also really clear that this is about value for money, not a compromise on the things that are important to our customers, quality service and ethics. So we're going to be loud and confident about the fact that we are you know, making these investments for our customers, but balanced in saying that it doesn't, make it, it doesn't change what Waitrose stands for. So you'll see that on social, you might see that on TV and papers, you'll definitely see it on internal channels, and we will show up in branch in a really consistent, clear, neat way, so that, as I say, our loyal most regular customers will will see what we've done and won't be able to miss where the price has been lowered for them. Uh, and we will be consistent about that for you know two or three months until we go with the next round of what we're thinking. So you say it's not just one component, it's many. Yep. So how else is Waitrose helping customers save money? In all the ways we've been doing for the last uh, year and have been for years before that, just with more emphasis, to be honest. So. My Waitrose free coffee, my Waitrose iPick vouchers, um, presenting our, our proposition in ways that help customers save money, like uh, the number one meal deal, like other meal deals, running strong promotions on the things they buy all the time and making sure those are really uh, prominently displayed for customers, uh, presenting £2 super saver recipes so you, know, you can still eat brilliantly on a budget. Um, and so it's a, you know, it's a combination of all of the things we'll always do but with just more emphasis on being on the customer's side while it's a bit tough out there. What one thing would you like partners to say to customers on the topic of value? I would like them to say that this is, we are proud of the value and the values we offer. So to be proud and on the front foot and proactive to explain that these prices are for our most loyal, most regular customers and to reassure them and be proud as well of the quality of the products in those packaging because the, the products don't change, they're just better value for money now. So brilliant combination, but the balance of value and values, that's what 
most often when I talk to partners, that's what they're most proud of. And so we're dialing up one part of that equation, but let's focus on the value of the products that are in the packaging. What else can we expect to see from Waitrose this year? Uh, that's a, that is a big question. Lots of things. So, I mean, you know, we've already started to make progress on our proposition in terms of meal deals. We'll see some uh, investment in our branches about how we present our products. So we're just rolling out new meat, fish and poultry uh, fixtures, which have some of them have lighting, better signage, much more you know, clearer packaging, vertical packaging to display the products. And the, the trial work on that was you know, that we saw a really good volume uplift. Great work on product and product development through the summer. Developments on my Waitrose, so more personalization, more customer friendly stuff in the app. Um, you know, there are a host of things going on in the background that arrive in front of customers. But what we'll be doing is presenting the brilliant offer we have much more consistently than we've been able to do for the last two or three years for a variety of reasons. But presenting the brilliant proposition that Waitrose always offers its customers and giving all of our branch teams and all of everyone who serves the customer online supply chain in the um, Bracknell teams, giving everyone the tools, as much of the tools they need to do that great job for customers. And all of that collectively, you know, you, you deliver that in front of customers and we do, we're on the front foot and we're doing the best job. Tesco boss John Allen said some food firms are raising prices unnecessarily. What's your view? Do you have any, any observations on that? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like I said, there has been a huge amount of significant and very real cost pressure across the whole food industry. You know, you visit our farm in Leckford, you visit other farms, you talk to other suppliers, own brand, you talk to people who import food, you talk to anyone in the food industry, and there's unquestionably an unprecedented amount of cost pressure out there. Uh, and you've seen that in the retail cost price, the retail price indexes, and you see it in the, in the shelf edge price of food. And that's been the dominant theme for a year now. Um, now in the mix of all of that, a huge amount of work is done by the commercial teams to try and make sure that we're only ever accepting the minimum price we need to. Um, now, is there, can I say categorically that there's no supplier out there who's decided that they need to probably um, overdo it or make a bit more money if they possibly can in the short term? Uh, I, you can't, you can never categorically say that. What I can say is I've not, you know, I, I don't think we should assume that's how suppliers are thinking. They're in the same industry as we are for the long term. They've got their own partners and colleagues and uh, employees and stakeholders and shareholders and everyone is doing the best job they can. So you never know for sure. Do I think there is bad practice out there? It's not, it's not something I've seen. It's not something I expect. Um, but and in the medium long term, these things always come out in the wash. So if there is, we'll, we'll get there in the end. And in the end, anyone in this industry who acts in bad faith, eventually that catches up with you. I just want to ask one personal question. That's okay. okay. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. What is always in your basket? Uh, you know, is there a particular product that we're going to see in the value campaign that you will also enjoy having <laughs> yeah. in your in your basket? Yeah, did I did I make the, did I give them my shopping <laughs> list and say right, make all that cheaper? No, funnily enough, no. I mean, I, I mean, I've got I've got lots and lots of favourite products. Like I, I always, I often refer to the our um, spicy chicken Carolyn soup, which I kind of have pretty regularly for lunch. I love most of the cheese we sell, but then I love most cheese. So, but I think we sell brilliant cheeses. But I mean. Uh, 
like our essentials extra mature cheddar is exceptional for the price it's at and the, the sourcing credentials um number i mean if you want to go up the scale a little bit number one santa domingo ice cream chocolate ice cream is uh to die for our leckford fizz is incredible now i have no idea if some or all of those products are on the list if they are that's great uh, but that wasn't the way we made the list up sadly for me <laughs> Well, hopefully at least one of those products is uh, in the Fingers campaign. Crossed. And if not, I'm sure, I'm sure we can talk to the buyers and see what's going on. Yeah, we'll have a word, <laughs> we'll have a word yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to thank you so much for joining me on Gazette Cluster Time. All right, my pleasure.